Welcome to the InVino Fab Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Patrice. We're co-host for the InVino Fabulum. That means in wine story. We think there are tales that need to be told about women, wine, work, and what's happening in the world. This podcast was created to have a chat about a few of these things and more. Tune into this podcast to learn and share as we talk about passion projects, recent reads, and random wine facts. So Patrice, some of my goals this year have been about mo money, mo problems. Uh, mainly mo money, uh, not not the problem part, but it's thinking about money and planning. And I think we've talked about this before in a well-meaning, good intention way about what it means for our future selves and kind of what it means to save um, for retirement or save for fun or invest and things like that. But I thought we'd have a little chat about that. How, how do you feel about the mo money, mo problems? Uh, that sounds like a great idea. What motivated you are kind of was the lever to make you start thinking about that. Yeah, last year you and I bought some books that we never touched, was one, and it was called The Wild Money, The Creative Journey to Financial Wisdom. And Mm -hmm. so I remember looking at these colorful books. One's a book, one's a workbook. Um, But what kicked it off was this year I started listening to um, a new podcast series called NPR LifeWorks, and they've got different episodes on things to do with life, whether it's fitness, health, sleep, raising children. Um, But I really like the section around money, and I thought it was really well-intentioned. And they've got short episodes, uh, about 20, 22 minutes, specifically on money and how do you save, how do you think about your budget, how do you think about your IQ. And so that really kicked off, like, thinking more about um, investing and what I should be doing in the future and should I, what should I be reading more about. So um, I don't know if you've heard of these yet or. No, I haven't. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the tips or tricks um, or, you know, a, a good way to approach it for somebody who's just starting to think about it? Yeah. Like I think money and financial planning and financial literacy is a tough thing in general for a lot of us. Um especially in like I'll say in North America like a lot of people don't talk about these things it's something we don't typically have a course on and I thought of it as a good little segment to add to one of my my personal professional development course because if you didn't grow up with someone teaching you how to um, organize your budget think about your spending habits or question um, just some of your motivations and purposes for how you use money, whether it's actual cash, debit, credit, then I think this is a really good starting space. So I'm still learning, but I really liked um, the the episode on starting to just basically manage your budget because people deal with debt, whether it's student Mm. loan, lines of credit, credit cards. And I think the, the six simple rules for saving money were two good starters because it was identifying how you spend money and why and maybe... Um, motivations around that. And so with any habit, you kind of want to assess that's there. So if it's your health and what you're eating, maybe you have a food journal. So thinking mm-hmm. about your budget as a, a budget journal got me thinking more about that. And um, I already do a little bit of that, but it was a good, helpful reminder um, because I'm thinking more around the investment side of things beyond that 401k or mm-hmm. um, anything contribution from an employer because that's not going to last for um, your retirement. We're living longer. So there's some really good books. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm in the research stage and reading some of these and figuring it out. Um, Yeah. So no one tells you that you should be investing more, putting more money into your 
uh, retirement when you get started, but we really should. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some of the best advice I got when I very early, you know, started out in my career and uh, they had the HR meeting for all the new employees and the HR person said, you know, you should start, you know, I think I worked for GE at the time and I think they matched and, you know, they stressed that you should start investing right away and match the maximum that you could. And I think like at that time, if nobody had told me to do that, I probably would not have known to do it on my own. Um, so I think that that's really important. And I'm wondering about the, uh, you were talking about doing a budget and I was, you know, I was wondering, it's almost like the food journal. Like once you start journaling, you realize like, you know, like how unhealthy maybe some of your eating habits are. So do you think that, um, you know, some people may not want to budget because then it'll bring to light like, oh, wow, look at how much I'm spending on going out to dinner or clothes. And so it's easier to just like ignore it. Oh, absolutely. Like, and it's not to like change your habits, just to see where things go. And it's really scary, right? So um, we've always done a budget and there's lots of great apps like Mint. There's a free one Mm -hmm. with Mint. There's loads of apps and things you can use, but I've always just used a a spreadsheet and my my partner and I, um, we do our finances separately. We have a couple shared things, but we've always had a shared spreadsheets for different things like um, general cost and the living, like mm-hmm. house, utilities, mortgage, uh, food, groceries, things. Um, my dog, Jack, gets his own spreadsheet because if he, he, we go somewhere, he boards somewhere or, or his vets, um, mm-hmm. or any repairs in the house. So we've always had different kind of spreadsheets that are shared. And uh, you're right, if you had to put your personal things in, so, um, but if you had to account for like random books you click on and buy from Amazon to some some yeah. sort of deal or coupon you got emailed and you clicked in, you're like, oh yeah, I definitely need the third pair of those shoes. Um, you're right, you'd be kind of, what am I doing with myself? So, but it does give you an idea if you do take some time to write down like where you spend and how you spend, it reflects kind of um, your own attentions and you might think a bit more. So a couple of things I've done around that because it's too easy to click, click is um, one, stop Amazon Prime, <laughs> two, remove credit cards from auto-filling mm. into websites. So that way That's I have a to good one. go find my card that I want to use mm-hmm. and then go... Do I really want to keep this? And uh, do I really want to buy that? And if not, leave it. So those are a couple of things. But it, it was interesting in this, the six rules for saving money, they talk a little bit around that is finding out what your habits are. Mm-hmm. And it's thinking about, is this something I really want? Like, I guess it's the Mari Kondo of shopping. Right, Will this bring right. me joy? Do I need to go get a coffee at Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts mm-hmm. or somewhere else? Or should I be making my own coffee at home before work? Yeah. And I, I agree with that. Um, and it's super easy with Amazon prime combined with, uh, having your credit card attached to, you know, like I'll be in a, you know, like I was out with a friend of mine and I was talking about, you know, how much we loved our Instapot and we were like, you know, out at lunch and she like whips out her phone and just orders it right on the spot. Right. And uh, so it, do, it definitely does support that uh, that impulse impulse buying. 
with electronic shopping, it's so easy to like not even guess. Like you can put it into your search engine of choice and it'll bring you to Amazon or some of the stores right away. Yep. It's not going to yeah. bring you to like, what is this? And it'll say, oh, you should buy from. Like I was looking at records. They're like, it brings me up to disc dogs and Amazon and everywhere else I can buy yep. from. And I was like, no, that's not what I'm looking for. Um, but I'm still reading. There's a couple books that I'd recommend um, because I'm interested in, um, besides budgeting, thinking about investments. And so mm-hmm. one of the episodes was called um, Your Cheat Sheet for Smart Investing. And one of the reporters talked to a longtime investor, works for the advancement group at Yale University. Um, and he had wrote a book, his name's uh, David Swenson. He wrote a book called Unconventional Success. And he kind of breaks down, and I'll share this post on like how you should invest into a broad-based index fund and Mm. Vanguard's kind of one of the first and f- first and commonly free areas that you can self invest at a, a passively managed S and P five hundred. So that's looking at mm. the five hundred biggest companies in the U S. But yeah. he he breaks down like how and where your portfolios of stocks should look like if you're investing in the U S. and talks a bit about like X amount of U S. stocks, some international, some up and coming maybe some treasury, maybe some bonds. So um, that post is really great and it gives you kind of an insight if you're thinking about it. And I'm going to take his book out of the library because I dropped Amazon Prime in some of my budgeting. So I use the public <laughs> library a lot more, which which is great. I love the library. Yeah. Yeah. Does that uh, post talk at all about different stages in your life um, and the concept, right? Like as you get maybe older in your retirement or paying for a big cost like college that you should be a little bit more conservative yeah and i think um off from these npr life uh, kit kind of podcasts and posts i actually jumped into this whole other area that um, my father who likes investments he laughed at me because he picked up a book called fire playing with fire and it's financial independence retire early which is a community maybe a sub cult but there are a lot of people that want to retire early or be able to do something else with life than work so i've been reading books around like um work optional or playing with fire and there's a lot of different blogs and podcasts around it and so they talk about a few things either um one of them is retiring early one mm-hmm. of them is taking a career in, or life intermission or break. And this could be for mm. personal enjoyment, maybe health, who knows, or um, having the money and just keep working because you love your job. So uh, I told my dad, I was like, I don't need to leave work. I actually like what I do a lot. Um, yeah. But I would like to have that financial um, security and then some and think about um what does retirement quote unquote look like or what does the work life look like if I was going to go part-time later on just to do other Mm. things and people do this for different reasons they want to do humanitarian work people have health issues people have um, kind of parental care elderly care Mm -hmm. to child care in different ways and needs in in the family so yeah I can share a few of those Um, they give like a calculator in in the playing with fire so playing with fire dot co um, uh, retirement calculator is a good one and you can kind of budget like what I spend, what I will have, where my assets, where my retirement investments and that'll give you an idea of how much or how long you want to save up regardless of age, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it's interesting you said that because I learned recently that, you know, after you've been at Harvard for... I think it's five years as a staff member, you can actually take a sabbatical. Yeah. But it's an unpaid sabbatical. Right. So even like you said, like something like that, it would be great 
to, you know, save up for that and then be able to, you know, take some time off, but still be able to support yourself. Yeah. And some of these fire, um, that group talks more around like reducing drastic expenses and thinking mm-hmm. about where your big three are spent, like housing, food, transportation. Um, but I, I liked reading some of these just to think about um, understanding where your capital is and where you might want to invest and mm-hmm. calculating a little around uh, what you want to do and how you're saving. Because what you said is right. You want to put into investments early. So I've yeah. always been told at least 10 to 30% of your salary, if you could invest it, then put that somewhere into savings, put it into um, an investment fund, a mutual fund, or I think those are probably worth more than bonds. Um, but yeah, yeah. These, this is kind of what I've been reading about now, and it's super nerdy. And, you know, who doesn't like talking and reading about index funds? Yeah. Well, you, you've motivated me. I think I'm going to dig into a few of the articles that you shared with me and see if I can learn a little bit more myself. Yeah, it's it's a start. And I, I don't and I don't I'm not a personal financial advisor. You can hire one if you want. Uh, you also could do some of the work and research if you're interested. In, and I'm happy to put some of these links mm-hmm. and resources in. Um, but I think it's good to know kind of what you have. And some people say yeah. you should always put some money aside for a rainy day. Like whatever your buffer is, two to five thousand dollars, because what if mm-hmm. something came up? But hey, it's okay to just have things sitting and accruing, is what I've, I'm thinking these days. And it's living um, not frugally, but just thinking about spending before you actually spend. Mm-hmm. I think living smartly. Um, and so that that is one of the, I guess. Although Boston is a very expensive place to live, because it's so expensive. Uh, my housing size is significantly smaller. And so that has actually decreased what I buy. You know, for example, if I'm shopping for clothes, I, I, rather than assess, like, does it bring me joy? <laughs> I Do I have space? Where to hang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And some of these books actually talk about um, locations that are more affordable and where they move to. So uh, one moved to Tahoe, one moved to Oregon, just because. Um, there are places and states in the U.S. without tax, so that was yep. part of it. Yep. Or could you find a more affordable house? So they moved from either the east or west coast to mm-hmm. somewhere else like Utah just because it was more affordable and it had some of the either the outdoor nature stuff they wanted or s- space yeah. and peace of mind. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still storing through some of it. Like I said, I, I think there's some good advice and there's seems to be like a whole subculture on these fire people that – I don't quite get. They have like influencers and conferences mm-hmm. and stuff too. It's it's pretty intense. But if you just want to get informed about your own kind of saving, uh, improve your credit card IQ, thinking about what cards you use better and mm-hmm. instead of paying a bunch of premiums on, um, you know, those those rates, those APR rates. Um, right. Yeah. I think the life cart, the life kit, the money stuff is good start. Um, they started in January, so this reminded me. Hey, we should pick up our wild money book and do some reading again, Patrice. I agree. I think uh, <laughs> kind of like we did the artist's way. Yeah, yeah. Like I think we should start doing do this. Yeah, yeah, Patrice and I did some homework one summer. We worked through the artist's way, and I think we're gonna have to work through our financial way next. That sounds like a solid plan. Good, great. Um, I'm going to go to the library now. I'm going to get the books that I've reserved instead of purchased. So. That's a good idea. <laughs> All right. Well, until, until next time. Hey, let's save that money for a rainy day. 
Be sure to catch the next podcast episode by subscribing to In Vino Fab wherever you find and subscribe to podcasts. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at InVinoFab, and we'll always welcome love and messages by email at InVinoFabulum at gmail.com. Cheers.